Your friends suck. Was that good? Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome back to Your Friends Suck, the podcast where we talk about all the things that your sucky friends don't want to talk about with Alyssa and Marissa. We are getting down and spooky this week. I couldn't remember what the second part of that phrase was halfway through saying it, and then I realized it was dirty, and that was not what I was wanting to say. <laughs> I liked the version you came up with. Ah, down and spooky, ladies and gents. Um, do you have anything at the top of this that we need to talk about at all? <laughs> Probably, but... Who are we to say? (laughs) Who are we to say? Um, We're watching spooky things right now. This should be coming out the week of Halloween. Yes. Um, It started right. Hypothetically, if nothing else (laughs) goes wrong. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah. So, we figured we would talk about some spooky things. Alyssa has some spooky uh, campfire stories, I believe, is what you phrase it as. Yeah, or just like sleepovers, you know, the, that girl that would tell him and you were like, oh my God, those aren't real. But then you're like, I'm away from home, so I'm scared. But also like, like I'm never going to like it. put my hand next to my bed and let my dog lick it at night kind nope. of vibe. Not nope. even put my feet down. Never. I don't even sleep with my feet uncovered. That's how scared and honestly, I am. Honestly, at movie life. theaters, a lot of the times, especially <gasps> really? scary, I, I sit cross-legged. Oh, Very scared somebody's going to tickle my feet while I'm at a movie theater. I've... Never. Have You're welcome. <laughs> no, I, I thought there was a story where somebody did that. A man that is going like, and tickling. Why did I assume well, it was, he was a man? Well, he was going but... under. I mean, yes, it was. He was underneath the seats <laughs> and was, was tickling, like, touching. Like, yeah, mm. it's a thing. Look it up. Interesting. It wasn't planned, so I don't have. I am not going to. But I mainly because my own mental health. I don't need to know that. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. You got boundaries in 2021. Yeah, I got hella boundaries. I got all the walls up. I am protected. <laughs> Don't you worry about it. <laughs> Mask. Yeah. Figuratively. I'm masked literally and figuratively. Don't you worry. Um, yeah. We're talking about spooky things. I'm talking about the origins of some spooky things from Halloween. Slash, of course, I had to slide TikTok in there because, <laughs> duh. Um, also, we're I was no like sponsored, to- so. Oh, could you fucking imagine? No. You're like, hey, this random podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm speaking into existence now. We are we're ne- we've never sponsored a podcast before, but we are now sponsoring you. We're really we heard your Halloween episode and we were really intrigued. So Yeah, hundred percent. Um they I just well now that we're sponsored by TikTok, I just wanted to add that today is a no bones day. So when we're recording, hopefully it's a bones day by the time you're listening to this. Um, so we're going to hope that everything goes well with this recording. Yes, please. <laughs> we to last week. All right. Let's get just, let's just hop into it. If you don't have anything to share, have you watched anything spooky this October? Uh, have I ever? Um, I actually, um, very recently tipsily, uh, <laughs> Apple TV has like this like Nick Rewind. It's like three ninety nine. Oh. It's all these old Nickelodeon Halloween episodes. Fun. Bought that. Um, and then just watching, you know, my usual 31 Nights of Halloween. Fun. I think you can count Only Murders in the Building as For sure. Halloween-y. I'm watching you, the most recent That's season. That's spooky. Mm-hmm. I mean, stalking is definitely spooky. Um, I've watched Scream recently. I watched okay, it recently. I like forgot what Scream was like until I just rewatched it. And I was like, oh yeah, it's very like campy and like trying to make fun of horror movies while also being the cliche horror movie kind of vibe. 
I recently watched the second one. Mm, I don't um, honestly I couldn't remember they all blurred together after the I was gonna say, I've been watching them forever so like I was not there I did not know what's happening I was just along for the ride because spooky mm-hmm. season YOLO mm-hmm. and um at one point did watch the Muppets Halloween uh special <gasps> that just came out and there okay. was one part that I actively like audibly gasped and jumped at <laughs> <gasps> really <laughs> okay then I need to watch it it's, on it's very Plus. cute um yes it's on disney plus it's very cute it's very muppetsy but there was one part that really got me for some reason oh no <laughs> i'll have to tell you after you watch it okay. um but yes we've been doing all the halloween things uh i'm about to decorate work for halloween <gasps> this tomorrow actually um which is very exciting mm. but we're gonna talk about some spooky stuff Alyssa's got some creepy stories i'm gonna tell you some origins of some things that you did not know can't and wait and let's begin with halloween in general i don't remember if we talked about this before origins of halloween by any chance ring a bell i don't think so we've done christmas we've yes. done christmas uh-huh. <laughs> perfect all right well basically um the celts is kind of where that it's most assumed that like the version of halloween that we celebrate is origin or originated mm. um so basically october 31st marked the first official end of summer um and the harvest and the beginning of a dark cold winter so basically um this was associated with like human deaths and like the because oh. it's kind of uh, commonly known or referred to that Halloween is like when the spirit world and like the human world kind of blur together. Does that sound familiar to you at all? Yeah, Dia de los Muertos. Yeah, which is actually not on Halloween, Mm-mm. but it's another day. But basically, the Celts <laughs> uh, referred to like the end of October because, like, if you think about it, when you're harvesting crops, like things are like almost dying, like things are starting to die. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's associated with death and just spirits a lot. Um, so in addition to the crops being uh, gathered and stuff like that. Basically, the Celts brought out like druids and priests and different things to start doing like predictions of the future. And like um, they were dressing up as like different animals essentially. So they were doing animal sacrifices to have like a productive and like protection during the dark winter and stuff like that. So the version of Halloween that we celebrate supposedly comes from this. Um, It comes from wearing animal heads and animal skins um, to basically protect. I missed this part, but there was something about wearing the animal heads and skins as like to protect them for future winter and like darkness slash bringing in some sort of entity i don't remember that's a um, midsummery type yeah it's a little midsummery for sure <laughs> uh but basically it is kind of a mini celebration of the end of summer beginning of collecting crops and then a little bit of like preparation for a long dark winter essentially mm-hmm. um and and honestly was more so fo- focused on like the druids and the priests like telling each other or telling everyone else like their fortunes and like what was to come for the next year. So a little witchy, if you don't mind. Witchy from priests too, which is interesting. Interesting. Yes. So I don't really know very much about like the Celts like 
customs or backgrounds and stuff like that. So I thought that was a little bit interesting that like yeah, this version of Halloween is kind of where ours originated. That's but um, they're also, of course, TikTok had a different theory as oh, no. to like, <laughs> as to, I was kind of just scrolling through looking for different variations of like Halloween and traditions and stuff, just trying to find different things to then go look up because it was easier to scroll through like minute long TikToks to be Amen. like, oh, this, and then go like fact check essentially. Yeah. I didn't actually find this, where this would have originated from, but the theory of Halloween and costumes and where this maybe came from as it like evolved um, is because during this time, obviously they say that like the, the dead is closer to the living world um, and that in this realm of thought, that the dead are technically looking for souls to take so they can come back to the living world. Mm. And so the reason we all started dressing up and like disguising ourselves, quote unquote, as like skeletons and ghosts is so that the dead would mistake us as other dead and not try to take our souls, if that makes sense. Checks out. Checks out. Yeah, I guess we're just putting sheets over our head and other dead people were like, yo, that is a ghost if I've ever seen one. I will leave you alone. I think I saw that guy the other day. <laughs> That's definitely Mark. I've no seen him there. before. No soul Not a soul in sight. Um, but then also that we give out candy on Halloween. This was, again, from TikTok, which I did not get to fact check, that the thought of us giving out candy to others on Halloween is that like uh, – acts of kindness are to basically like quote unquote save your soul essentially of like giving out to the poor or the needy and like doing gestures of kindness or to like save your soul so that your soul will go somewhere good Mm -hmm. um and so that the dead cannot come steal your soul on halloween Mm -hmm. i do have a question about that we were gonna bring this up but i'm curious Mm -hmm. um did your parents check your candy here's the thing um (laughs) I well okay so I wasn't even gonna bring this up at all I was just telling somebody about this I don't think my parents checked my candy however did you ever have a thing called the great pumpkin um if it's not the charlie brown special no okay here's the tea I know my mom is going to text us about this as soon as she hears this, so I'll just reference it now. Um, But my parents at some point implemented the Great Pumpkin, that if you left like some of your candy to the Great Pumpkin, he would bring you a prize. Does that sound familiar to you at all? No, but I'm here for it. Now, (laughs) I was just recently telling somebody this story, and they said, this sounds like your parents wanted some of your candy. And I was like, (laughs) probably. And I was like, also, my parents did at one point – say that like yogurt and ice cream were basically the same thing to us and i was like so that makes a lot of sense like <laughs> Damn all it. Of this makes a lot of sense but that my parents they're like oh if you leave your candy to the great pumpkin like he'll bring you a prize and i think i got like a barbie i don't remember to be yeah. completely honest but it was like oh yeah i'll give away all the nasty candy i don't want <laughs> to the great pumpkin and i'll keep all the reese's pumpkins to myself um but so maybe they were that was a way of checking candy. I don't think so. Mm. I think it was that they didn't want to like have our teeth come out of our I was going to say head. that's a good cavity stopper to just oh, be like 100%. do not take half of this. I, and I honestly I liked the prizes probably more than I liked the candy. So Hey, I, I mean those last longer. You eat that that Jolly Rancher and it's gone. That is like, so true. Did your parents check the they candy? They did. It was like a whole thing. Like I couldn't eat 
a piece until it was checked. And maybe I would say some of it probably was to like slow me down because <laughs> I am very much a. <laughs> Were you like sweet going dude. from house to house, like just chugging pixie sticks between? I was. Well, no, I couldn't even. Like I had to keep oh, okay. my you candy. Had to wait. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, but if I were left to my own Goodbye. device, I would, <laughs> the whole thing would be gone that night. So I feel like it was a little bit of like slowing us down, but also like, Hey, not trying to get razor blades in my daughter's mouth. So hundred percent. And I was just telling Alyssa that I wasn't going to go into this, but I briefly touched on this. <laughs> Basically the thought of like candy being poisoned or like the razor blades and candy comes from like a really obscure and spread out couple of different stories from different Mm. parts of the country at different times and honestly different decades (laughs) because I was like trying to find one that made the most sense as to like oh this is the reason that we started doing that but there is just like one that's laced pixie sticks one that is like razor blades and candy and a man was framed for it but it wasn't actually him that did it i never figured out who actually did it one was like another random one where they like put some sort of powder on the outside of candy and there isn't like one cohesive story of like this is the reason we all started checking candy it's just like these random obscure things happen and now it's like oh well people poison candy and so that's why people are checking candy yeah no i i am definitely one of those people where it's like it just needs to happen once and i'm afraid it's gonna happen to me so my question is how are you telling if there's drugs or something in a pixie stick in all honesty that was i felt like i that was a question i pondered a lot as a child i'm like are you (laughs) you sniffing this and you're like doesn't smell like almonds like where where bring in a drug dog just to like see what what's going on let's get my mom on the pod Um, and be like how are you checking i guess like if if something was open just like throwing a little bit yeah i think that was like one of the biggest things like if there was any type of like that's a dead emanation yeah it was like no Okay, that that makes sense to me. I guess I was just kind of like, how are we telling if anybody put something in? The, yeah, no, that's in a great point. Yeah. Um, speaking of Halloween candy, one quarter of all of the candy purchased in the United States is purchased for Halloween. In case wow. You're Every year, a quarter of it. <laughs> and then the Halloween. other quarter is Christmas, and then Easter, maybe. Yeah, probably Easter is probably a big one, but not everyone celebrates Easter. That's fair. And not everyone celebrates – well, not everyone celebrates Halloween. I don't really know what I'm saying. <laughs> but <laughs> a quarter of candy just seems like a lot for Halloween. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, okay. So something that <laughs> Alyssa's husband specifically asked for, um, which I don't really know if you're going to be as like into this as maybe he was slash – maybe I did the wrong research. We need to have Zach on and just do this. <laughs> um, so the Devil's Night um, – mm. I remember, and I swear somebody is going to bring this up and I'm going to be like, oh, you're the one. Somebody was telling me about not the devil's, maybe it was called the devil's night where it's like either the night before Halloween or the night after Halloween where it's like you go out and do like little pranks essentially. And that's essentially what this is. The devil's night um, started in the early 1940s. Basically, um, it was more so like kids that lived in cities. They would do like mischievous little petty crimes, essentially. They would go like wax windows or go egging or leave like rotten food or um, like on doorsteps. I'm sorry. Another example is a flaming bag of canine feces on oh, stoops, um, like in toilet paper people's house. However, mm. in the 1970s, the vandalism escalated and became destructive. And uh, escalated all the reason that Zach brought this up 
is because then like in Detroit's inner cities, it escalated all the way up to arson. Like people were like setting things on fire in the name of the devil's night. Lord. Which just goes to prove we can't have anything nice. We can't do nope. anything that's like little. Um, Always got to take it to the next level. Yep. Uh, so the destruction, destruction reached a peak in the mid to late uh, 1980s with more than 800 fires set in what? 1984. That's too much. You're just overdoing it at that point. Yeah, you're just really trying to show out. So it was just basically it's another mischievous night around Halloween. Or Halloween, but specifically for doing like little mischievous things and tasks around where you live. Um, so I'm gonna save Jack Leonard for last because I actually found that to be the most interesting one. Um, haunted houses became popular in the Great Depression. Did you know that? Oh, that's depressing. Yep. <laughs> Yep, oh, it I is. don't want to hear this. <laughs> yep, it is. So basically, um, what had happened was during this time, um, around like the fall, young men were trying to blow off steam and cause some mischief, Ugh. which again kind of goes in with like the devil's night around that. Well, a little bit after this is before that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but they would they all like it escalated to like vandalism, flipping cars, sawing off telephone poles. Like we were we were get, we were getting up there. Um, but it was around that time that they decided, okay, well, we're gonna start creating like Halloween activities so that like this kind of like destruction and like wanting to cause a little bit of like chaos and mayhem could be like more channeled. An outlet, um, if you will. Yes, an outlet, if you will, an artistic outlet. Mm-hmm. So basically, they just started making haunted houses and like hiring these people to be like these these pranksters to be like in the haunted houses to scare other people. Essentially, I thought it was going to be a little bit more depressing. Um, it probably is. That was my very brief okay. <laughs> research. I thought you were going to tell me like because the great like people were like losing their houses, so they were oh, abandoned. Oh, there's that chance too. I didn't really get into like actually why it was like specific houses, but. The reason they were like trying to channel this energy that people had during the Great Depression where they had like no real outlet into something. Mm -hmm. And so like as people were starting to head indoors for the winter and people were getting a little bit rowdy with that like a long winter coming, they basically like, okay, we're going to make haunted houses and and organize (laughs) Halloween activities so that the whole month of October people can kind of get it out of their system before we all go inside. We need to reenact that. I think that would be important. I think that we're there now. <laughs> we just all were inside for like two years. And now I think it's just like, oh, okay, we need something. Mm-hmm. Something to get the little bit of a crazies out. Um, okay. So bobbing for apples actually originated from fortune telling. Um, I'm Ooh. not, I didn't exactly understand how we got to just straight up dunking our head in like spit water. Did you <laughs> to- ever do it? I don't remember. I remember like there being apples present, but never like actually sticking my face in a bucket of water. Have I, you? I was like, no, I was. It very does not like, seem like a thing. You <laughs> do. Like, first of all, unsanitary. Second, yeah. I don't want to get my hair wet for what? Yeah, who else has like, tried to bite this apple and did not succeed? Well, and the thing is, is like really the only way to do it would to be go to all the way to the bottom, press the apple against the bottom, and bite into it, and you're mm-hmm. like dunking your whole face. Then, yeah, a hundred percent. Sounds unsafe. But um, it actually came from 
basically you would throw an apple peel at the floor and it would like form an initial of your like future lover. What? So again, <laughs> fortune telling in the fall after we've gone, we've, we've put on our flannel tops, we've gone to an apple orchard. We want to know who our future boy toys are going to be. We're slicing off an apple peel and throwing it at the floor and seeing if it makes a bee. I don't know. <laughs> I want to know who came up with that. Cause I feel like it was someone just like fucking with their friends. Oh, probably. It was like, if you do this, you'll know who – and then, like, it just took off, and they were like, shit. Well, wasn't there – there was, like, other weird ways as people would be like, oh, have you seen on TikTok where it's, like, your soulmate's initial is, like, in your thumb print thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, I've seen that. So it's just the same thing. We're still just looking for signs of, like (laughs) – Please li- tell we us that it's know how to meaningless and, not- <laughs> and that there's a point to all of this. That we're not all just spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, that we're not all just spaghetti floating around and that there actually is meaning and destiny and it's real. Mm. But um, instead of looking for it in our thumbs, uh, they were looking for it in apple peels. I missed exactly how we ended up just dunking our heads in water, but that's where the apples came from. <laughs> okay, I'm following. All right, well, um, here's my favorite one. Oh, no. So... And my last one of uh, my little history lesson on Halloween. Uh, okay. Joey, you're welcome. I've done it in 20 minutes. So if it goes <laughs> longer than an hour, it's Alyssa's fault. Uh, so Jack Lanyards. This is my favorite. I did not know this until I was just like doing some research. Um, so it started with a man called Stingy Jack. Oh, God. Ah, yes. Stingy Jack. He invited the devil to have a drink with him. And of course, Jack didn't want to pay for his drink. So instead of paying for it, he asked the devil if he would change himself into like a gold coin to pay for it. So for some, for some reason, <laughs> Satan was like, hell yeah, brother, changed himself into a gold coin. And then Jack was like, uh, actually, I'm not gonna pay for this <laughs> with this coin. I'm just gonna keep it. Yeah. yeah, actually, that's super weird. I'm just gonna hang on to this. So he decided to hang on to the coin. Um, eventually he made a deal with the devil that, um, it, he would let the coin go and the devil could change back into himself and go back to his business. If he agreed that the devil would leave him alone for a year, including in life and death, um, the devil came back something happened where jack convinced the devil to go up in a tree for him and then jack carved a symbol into the tree stump that did not allow the devil to come back down Mm -hmm. okay well the devil's stuck in the tree (laughs) jack (laughs) runs away jack in the meantime dies uh so god wants nothing to do with this man he's like i'm sorry you got yourself into this i'm sorry he's like i understand that the devil literally changed himself into a coin for you but like not the vibe here no thank Mm -hmm. you um and then obviously the devil's pissed because jack has tricked him twice and he's like um hell no you're not coming here either so basically the devil then gives jack a carved out turnip a turnip in like a lump of coal inside of the turnip that's glowing and tells him you got to wander around in the dark for all eternity (laughs) so jack just wanders with this little turnip that's got like a smiley face cut out of it and a burning coal inside of it which is why people started uh where was it from originally i think it's the irish actually so the irish basically started using turnips were carving little face scary faces in them with coal inside of it to keep um spirits away from their homes 
And then obviously when it came to like the United States, instead of turnips, we started using like pumpkins and gourds just because that's what we had more of. Mm -hmm. Um, So we just started carving little faces into ours to then keep spirits away. But yes, he turned them away with a burning coal to light the way in his little turnip guy. And then (laughs) it's just funny to me that like God was like, dude, you had a drink of the devil. You literally like could have been good and then you were like just kidding and tricked him into being a coin for like a couple of months. He and said then the you could have like, had the bad bitch. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then the devil goes, actually, you can't come here either, but you can wander around for all eternity with this burning turnip. Thank you. Have a good life. And that was just where we got jack lanterns from. Okay, but that makes me not want to carve jack lanterns anymore. Because the devil gave it to Jack. <laughs> Just that, the lameness. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't really know what we thought it was going to be. It that just is our point. It just is a really cheap guy. Didn't want to pay for his drink. And that's kind of where it it's came It's a lesson from. in capitalism. Truly. What, I don't know why, like, the song, like, Steal from the Rich, from some Disney movie just popped into my head. But it came in there. Um, yeah, but Stingy Jack is actually where we got jack-o'-lanterns apparently i'm sure if i would have looked somewhere else we would have gotten it from somewhere else we'd but love to have a halloween historian on the pod there has um, to be so much i just got wrong and i don't want them to i think it all sounds right i'm i'm right, convinced perfect. yeah perfect well that is my mini history on all of the weird spooky things that we do for halloween and it really just turns out that like we're low-key scared that <laughs> anything dead is coming back for us and also, we just really want to tell our fortunes, so we're going to put on goat's heads and throw some apple peels at the floor to figure it out. Yeah, we're just bored is we're what I'm gathering. A hundred percent. We're just bored <laughs> and looking for some sort of light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> Whether that light be from a pumpkin. Yes. Be from a burning turnip or our That's future. Insane. That's too much for me. I love it. I'm going to start burning some turnips. Yeah, carve a turnip. Turn up. <laughs> ha. Ha. Okay. Um, so I thought for my half that it would be nice to tell some spooky stories. Um, oh so I want to encourage everyone, stop what you're doing. Turn the lights out. <laughs> if you're in a car, um, go under a tunnel. Close I don't really know eyes. what to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put those emergency blinkers on. You got yeah. about a solid 20 minutes of story time. <laughs> Some of these are just old favorites. We didn't want to go. I know with our creepy pasta episode, it got very real really fast. Uh-huh. Um, so I figured I'd keep it semi light. Um, some of these are actually, which I think is funny. Um, I got some of these from like mom websites, oh, and some that. of these are literally. It's like this is good for seven year olds, and I'm like, hell what? yeah, um, I'm feeling real seven right now. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I got a few here. Um, and- <sighs> Let's get all in the mindset. Okay. Or music one. cue now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's just nothing. <laughs> okay. This story is called, Aren't You Glad You Didn't Turn the Lights On? All right. Two best friends, Meg and Samantha, who live in the same room in their college dorm. Samantha goes We've out for a party. I honestly, yeah. That's honestly terrifying in itself. Your roommate probably doesn't pick up for themselves. There's some bowl that has a weird fungus growing in it. This is very scary. Yes. 
Um, and her date or goes out with a date and Meg decides she needs to study. She's got a midterm coming up. Like that's too much. Mm-hmm. I need to be sober. Um, when Samantha returns from the party, the lights are all turned off and she doesn't switch on the lights because her friend's asleep. She wants to make sure she's like, I'm already coming home late. You... Trying to be respectful. Correct. Boundaries. Um, so in the morning, Sam tries to wake Meg to discuss the exam because she clearly was not prepared and was like, Hey, I'm just going to help, you know, help me with this. Also terrifying. Yes. But as Meg doesn't respond, Sam hesitantly uncovers her face to wake her up. Oh, no. She gets horrified when she discovers Meg's face turned black and blue and falls <gasps> on the floor in a state of shock. She why observes. Did think, why did I think you meant like Meg's face fell to the floor? I was like, what happened <laughs> that her face fell I off? Didn't, I didn't properly pause. Okay, it's all right. No, it's okay. Um, she observes on Meg's study table, it was all messed up and finds a note on the wall that says, aren't you glad you didn't turn the lights on? <gasps> The murderer must have been in that very room when Sam came home the previous night. No. Ew. That's why when I do come home at night, even if like I know the door's been locked and mm-hmm. I come home, I will like walk through every room yep. with the lights on. First. I'm checking behind the shower curtain. Uh-huh. You can't hide from me. No chance. Ew. Okay. The next one's called The Monkey's Paw by W.W. Jacobs. This one's like too much with the names, so I'm sorry, but Sergeant Major Morris <laughs> introduced a mummified monkey paw to Mr. and Mrs. White. He tells them he found it while he was serving in India. The paw has the ability to grant three wishes, but they come are but they always come with terrible consequences. Mm-hmm. Mr. White ignores Morris's warning, of course, Mr. White, white man, um, and asks the paw for a wish. For 200 euros or dollars. I don't know the conversion rate. Perfect. Uh, next day, he receives the news that his son, Herbert, died in an accident at <gasps> his workplace. What? The employer sends 200 euros <gasps> as compensation. Of course. For the day of the family's accident. Mrs. White is now anguished and wants her son back. After nearly oh, 10 no. days in the funeral, she decides to ask for another wish. So she rubs the monkey paw and asks for her son to come back. Oh, no. They hear this a knock at the good. door. This is never good. This the is never good. The knock turns into banging, and no. Mrs. White fumbles to open the door. Terrified with the idea of a mutilated, decomposed body of their son outside, Mr. White makes his final third wish. The door knocking stops, and when Mrs. White opens the door... She's shattered in pain and disappointment as there's nobody there. Can I just say, does that mean he's invisible or like what did he went the, back what to the, the unworld? What did Mr. White wish for? We don't know. I believe, I'm assuming that he doesn't see his son all mutilated and stuff. And then they're just like, oh yeah, well, that's the only way you were going to see him. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's super awkward. We're going to have to send him back then. Okay. I, there also is like a movie production company that's called Monkey's Paw, and I wonder. I'm assuming oh, that went, that's what it's based <gasps> off of. Then I hate it. Interesting. Okay. The next story: the keyhole. A man is staying at a hotel for the weekend. On his way to his room, he notices a closed door with no number on it. When he asks about it, he's told that no one's allowed in that room. Curious, he stops to peer in the keyhole on the next night, and he sees a normal hole. And a very pale woman lying on that bed. Mm-hmm. So he goes away. He's like, whatever. Um, but the next night, he's like, you know what? Actually, I'm too curious. I need to know what's going on. This time, 
when he looks, all he sees is red. Just red. Oh. So then... I'm like realizing halfway through all this, like, oh, wait, I've heard this. <laughs> it is <laughs> not really try not to. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he goes to ask the concierge. He's like, hey, I, I gotta admit, I looked in the room. And she finally tells him the truth, that a woman was murdered in that room <gasps> years ago. An albino woman with white skin and red eyes. Ooh, so it was her eye was against her eye. the door. Also, can I add that I am almost positive? Yes, Monkey Paw Productions, <laughs> Candyman, Get Out, Us, and like <gasps> Black Clint. Yeah, no, like no. oh my god, I'm so sorry I said that. No, I was like I'm. I was I like I know I just saw this somewhere, and then I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's why because I just saw Candyman. That's all. <laughs> was gotcha. it good? Anyway. Um, yes, it, uh, I think it does help probably if you saw the original one first, mm. but it's so good. Okay. The next one is the clown statue. Oh no. I know. Oh. I know. Okay. A babysitter is hired to watch two children for the night. After she puts the kids to bed, the parents asks that she watches TV in their bedroom upstairs, which that's weird to me. Um, because, yeah, oh, like, because why the- can't she be in, oh. Uh, we have Are we about to get the answer? Okay. Yeah, but it's still weird. I still it's because the kids have been having nightmares. So it's okay. like just be upstairs with them, like whatever. Gotcha. Lay on our bed with your dirty clothes. I don't know. <laughs> Red flag number one. Um, so she puts the kids to bed easy enough and settles into the parents' room to watch TV. But in the corner of the room, there's this large, creepy clown statue, and it's pretty big. It's about life-sized. She tries to ignore it, but it's just too creepy. So finally, she calls the dad and is like, can I just watch TV downstairs? And he's like, I mean, sure, but why? And she tells him that there's this that, that clown statue that they have in there is just creeping out her out too much. And there's a pause. Get the children and leave the house, says the dad. We don't have a clown statue. Bum, bum, bum. That's in a movie, too. Probably. Probably. Every movie is just based off of some obscure like story that was (laughs) (laughs) literally everything is based off of some reddit story that somebody told okay and this is another one that is uh it's semi to a movie um it's called the ribbon a man marries his beloved a beautiful young woman who always wears black with a velvet ribbon wrapped around her neck on their wedding night which why did he wait until now he finally asks why she never takes the ribbon off and she just says, if you do, or if I do, you'll be sorry. And then goes to sleep, which like, mm-hmm. what? Sus. We just got married, but yeah. okay. You'll be sorry? Okay. Night after night, he keeps asking, and she always gives him the same reply, which would make me very uncomfortable. Uh-huh. Uh, I would so immediately he, yank that ribbon. Yep, I'm I'd sorry. Be like, okay, I'd be like, I'd, why? I'd go behind her with some scissors and just a little snip, see what happens. Um. So he begins to go mad with curiosity. I don't know if that implies that he just like went all like the movie seven and was like, <laughs> I got to figure this out. Yeah. Until finally one night while she's sleeping, he does what I said to do. He gets the scissors <laughs> from her sewing box and cuts through the ribbon himself. The black ribbon falls and her head rolls right off of her <laughs> neck and falls onto the floor with a sickening thud. Here's the thing. No way is the ribbon holding your head and your neck together. Yeah, I don't... Unless it was very tight. Unless it was supposed to be, like, supernatural. Like, oh, well, you get like to be put together, but you gotta just... 
Yeah, there's some holes, but like <laughs> I don't know why this is the one we're deciding we would need to poke holes into, but this this one just doesn't quite make sense to me. Same. Well, it makes you think of that orphan movie. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, where she like wears that black choker yeah. the whole time. Not yeah. for the same reason. Her head no. did not fall off, but no, that it was still not. a very terrifying movie. Um, but also like I agree. Why would you have gotten married and not ask to this point? Like, hey, what's with the, the, the yeah, that feels like choker. a even before the engagement? We gotta figure yeah. that out. That's like we, third or fourth date. Like, do you always wear that? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm all for like respecting your partner's privacy. Mm-hmm. You know, they're their own person. But we don't have secrets. I gotta know. You know? <laughs> I gotta know what's under there for real. Do you wash it? <laughs> Do you shower with it on? It's gotta be smelly. It has to. I, we could get a new one that you could alternate it. Yeah. Color it. Maybe mm-hmm. make it seasonally like you know, red during Christmas. Yeah, that's the scariest part that he waited till they got married to yeah, finally. This is ask. a lesson in making sure you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, this is a spooky story that <gasps> spooked me out when I was younger, and I still oh, no. think about it sometimes. It's getting dark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm scared. I don't have any lights on in my. <laughs> it's just okay. me in the glow of my computer, and I'm like, oh god. <laughs> okay, this is called the high beams. A young woman is driving home late one night when she notices a truck is driving directly behind her. No one else is on the road, and she waits for the truck to pass her, but instead he stays directly behind her and flashes on their high beams. She becomes unsettled. No matter how fast she drives or which back road she takes, the truck is still following closely behind, flashing the beams every few minutes. Terrified, she speeds home with the truck right on her tail and pulls into her driveway. She leaps out of her car and tries to get into the front door, but the truck driver gets out too, and he's holding a gun, which like, yikes a million. Yeah. Is it, does he have a license? Um, (laughs) Where did you buy that gun, sir? Yes. He points the gun in her direction and shoots. The woman screams, but the bullet wasn't for her. She turns to see the body of a man fall out of the back seat of her car, Mm. clutching a butcher's knife. Literally, I do think about this. Me too. Often. The shaken truck driver explains that he noticed the man in the back seat of her car and was trying to signal for her. Dude. Every time the man raised his knife to stab her, she or he flashed his high beams. Here's my thing. If I see somebody with a freaking knife in the back seat of someone's car, I'm honking. Uh-huh. I'm like trying to literally push them off the road. I like, may crash the car because I feel I, like yes. I'm calling 911. I'm like, here's where we are. I need you to find me. Yeah. But like, okay, that story and then like the scene in Pet Cemetery where the ankle gets cut are two mm. things that like I cannot like probably every three to four weeks one of them pops into my head <laughs> of like, oh, there's definitely someone in my backseat right now, 100% or someone, some child that was buried in the backyard has come back to life and is now going to slice my ankle when I come home. Yeah. And if you're behind me and I'm driving too slow and you're flashing your lights to get me to move out of the way i'm unsure because i think you're trying to tell me there's a murderer with and a i'm not knife. speeding up nope i'm i'm so waiting like, for you to pull me over yeah exactly like, or just over. like yeah flick me off i don't know 100 <laughs> percent. yeah those those that story did i do remember hearing that, that one, one like free uh, yeah i remember hearing it freaking out did you ever we maybe this is off topic it is 100 percent. i apologize for everybody it. go for um, it um were you ever told that, like, if somebody was driving down the road without their lights on, like, when it was getting dusk or night to not flash your lights at them? 
No. Because I do. Did so it, have we not? talked about this? Because a, there was like a rumor at one point that like a gang initiative was like, oh, whoever flashes their lights at you, you then follow them home. <gasps> what? But apparently it was fake. That makes sense. But that's always stuck with me that I'm like, I'm never flashing my lights <laughs> on anyone. <laughs> but that and then the story of somebody being behind you with flashing lights, I'm like, oh, I'm very scared of people in cars, I think. I just, you know what? We were talking about Shark Tank before this. I think they need to in- invent some sort of like LED messaging system for cars. So yes. you can type like, sorry, I'm driving erratically. I have to pee. Or <laughs> like, there's a murder in the back of your, like some way for us to communicate better than just flashing lights and honking horns. Because I don't always know what you're trying to tell me. That's, I mean, it's true. I guess it just makes you more alert of what's going on. And so then you would pay attention to them more. The issue with flashing lights is like a semi flashing their lights into your car mm-hmm. is just flooding your car with light. You can't see them. So yeah. if they're trying to like mouth something to you, wave you down there, you can't see them. Well, I have like, for whatever reason, a core memory of one time uh, we had a flat tire and cars behind us were honking. And we oh. thought it was like driving. And then finally, like somebody pulled up beside us and like did the whole like flat thing with their hands. Yeah. Oh. But until then, we had no idea. We just thought How it was could you like, not speed tell? up, bitch. I don't know. I wasn't the one driving. I was a child, but. Oh, okay. I, was like, <laughs> I guess if your car started to get a flat tire, you could notice it and maybe not feel it right away. Exactly. But you would, I've had a flat tire. You'd feel it. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Okay. So this is my one last story. Um, I get interactive in the story, so pay attention because if you don't, then it won't make sense. This was called Clap clap Once for Yes. I know you were telling everybody that in general, but it felt very pointed (laughs) at me for some reason. I was like, I'm listening, I promise. (laughs) Good. Okay. A family was camping and left their tent to go on a day hike. They were a few hours from the campsite when the storm suddenly blew up. They came disoriented from the wind and and driving rain. Uh, They tried to trace their steps back to the campsite, but got lost in an unfamiliar backcountry. Scary situation. Mm, Yeah, that's already hills have eyes. I'm not. I'm outie already. Yes. Uh, Being experienced hikers, they knew once they were lost. It's always the experienced hikers. (laughs) It always is them. It was best to stay in one place than wander in the woods. So Mm -hmm. they prepared to settle down and wait to be rescued. Darkness fell, and the family built a fire to keep warm. As they snuggled up against each other and started to drift off to sleep, they heard noises coming from the trees. Who's there? said one of the parents, but there was no answer. Then they heard the sound again, but once more, when they called out, there was no answer. Perhaps it's someone who can't speak, suggested the daughter, so the mother called out, Is anyone there? Clap once for yes, twice for no. They were right said or they you were right said the the parents to the daughter someone is out there are you here to rescue us shouted the mom are you lost like us do you live here in the woods the son said let me try are you a boy are you a girl and they all looked at each other puzzled Thinking he was being funny, the sign the son just asked, "Are you human?" Now the family was scared. 
are you, <laughs> are you alone called the mom ew the family huddled together and they asked how many of you are there then no that's not funny uh, it literally has written out several claps i did not count i'm so sorry there was probably okay. a lot more people there <laughs> she's trying to be as authentic to the original story as possible oh gosh i'm scared of i'm i think i'm just scared of a lot of things i watched too many too. horror movies that like woods at night absolutely no driving alone in my car at night a little scary um what else elevators <laughs> just anything <laughs> just anything you can be scary in the right context yeah i agree i'm constantly trying to justify any scary movie i watch i'm like could this happen like what are the odds and then and something then, only slightly remotely close to that yes. happens and i'm like okay uh-huh. time to prepare for death i think like the only thing in this that i'm not scared of was the jack-o'-lanterns thing because it's like oh, just another cheap man like just wandering around <laughs> in the fucking darkness and he, like, he deserved yeah i'm like oh a little creepy that we're like bobbing apples and people spit the, mm. the clapping in the woods like those are all scary but the man with the in the darkness with just the turnip i'm like he's fine yeah he's oh no goodness well what do you have any fun halloween plans uh, I do not. I actually, I have a wedding the day before. You had a wedding on Halloween last year, didn't you? Oh. Or no? Well, no, it was Halloween themed. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Close. Yeah. Because your bachelorette party was during Halloween weekend. Correct. As soon as I said that, I realized, oh, wait, I was with her. <laughs> <laughs> there was no way that she was at a wedding. Yeah. Yes. Halloween themed um, wedding. Wedding well, the day before Halloween. Is it Halloween themed or not? I don't. I don't know, but if there is not some kind of shout out to Halloween, I am going to be upset. Well, and also probably was, tell the bride and groom. It was very hard to book like wedding dates in 2021. So For it sure. could have just been that they were forced to pick a date and this was the one. Like tell somebody that though, you know, put it on the yeah. invitation. What's, this is not Halloween. What was the theme. vibe of the invitation? Just fall. Okay, so then I'm going to go with no, it is not Halloween themed, so don't show up dressed as like WandaVision or something, <laughs> and then everyone's really confused. I just really hope that we get to like paint pumpkins or something, you know? Oh, I'm going to say probably not for this, <laughs> this wedding. Just I'll keep you guys updated. Please, legit, please do. I am very curious now at this point, but yeah. I do feel like it's probably just that they had to pick a date because yeah, <laughs> everything got so crunched together. Oh, I'm also. You? Oh, I'm going to see a Broadway show, but it's kind of not. I mean, it's not Halloween themed. It just happens that I am going on Halloween. That's a bummer. Which is fun, but that means I'm going to dress up. Obviously, not dress is up there, in a Halloween costume, but just dress up. Is there Halloween themed Broadway shows? Uh, I don't think Halloween theme. I mean, Beetlejuice will be coming back. Is that a Broadway show? Yes. Was it before or was it, the movie first? Uh, the movie was first. Okay. Yes. Um, that is how closest to Halloween theme as I think you'd get. I'm also not an expert, so I should not be asked. <laughs> but that's, I think, it's all your city time. I didn't know if that was a lesson you had learned. <sighs> I'll have to ask around. I'm not, I don't have that answer 100%, but I'll let you know next time. Sounds good. Hmm. Well, everyone, please enjoy the spookiest, happiest time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, go dice up your turnips. 
Go eat some candy. Um, Don't worry about the dentist and your lack of dental insurance. Don't worry about razor blades and the suckers. It'll be fine. Everyone's overreacting. Yeah. Check on your roommates when you get home from studying. Turn <laughs> or your, the lights your on. Date. Turn the lights on. Um, please check your back seat when you get into your car if you're driving alone. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just instilling other very scary <laughs> things into your daily routine. Sit cross-legged when you go to the movie theater. Don't let anyone tickle your damn ankles. Mm-mm. Those are your ankles. They can mind their business. Um, do you have anything you wanted to add at the end of this spooky episode? I don't think so. But if you enjoyed today, prove it and subscribe <laughs> to our Patreon. <laughs> prove it. <laughs> your friends suck podcast. Find us on Instagram. Your friends suck podcast. Email us any um, topics, suggestions, questions, advice that you need at your friends suck pod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're just, we're hanging out there in purgatory in that inbox <laughs> all the time. TikTok, we're waiting for our sponsorship. We want to be sponsored by nobody else. Nope. No one else. No one else but you. Um, maybe there was some cool organ music, right? Now for the outro or just spooky Halloween music, whatever you can muster, Joey, for <laughs> royalty for your music. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Have a very happy Halloween. Go get some candy. Enjoy your time. Dress up as fun things. We'll see you next time. As always, uh, wear a mask, either a Halloween mask or a face covering. Both. Uh, wash your hands and check your damn candy bags. We'll see you next time. Have a great Halloween, everyone. Have a spooky one. Spooky. All right. Royalty free music. Take us out. <laughs> this might be the only music we can get. So, yeah. Ooh. In the background, <laughs> too. That's it. All right, Joey. We, we're stopping. <laughs> Your friends suck.